Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Confused Breakfast Podcast. I, that just, I just said, you should do that. And my brain goes, yeah, you should do that. And then, and then you did it. Okay, anyway. I'm okay about it. <laughs> I liked it. Welcome to the Confused Breakfast Podcast. On this podcast, we review the movies that define the 80s, 90s, and 2000s for us as kids. But you really can't talk about the defining media of your formative years without talking about the rest of pop culture. On our mini episodes, affectionately known as Mini Bites, <laughs> we dive into some other aspects of childhood that must be explored. On today's fun-sized conversation and after some urging from our Patreon members and Facebook page followers, we're going to talk about one of the best kids shows of the 1990s Nickelodeon era, The Adventures of Pete and Pete. Woo! So we're going to do a full, deep dive, nostalgia overload on this amazing show. But first, we got a little bit of housekeeping. You know what we like to do. Oh. So this is from Nick. It's called Nonstop Nostalgia Trip. Hey, gents, I downloaded the Apple Podcast app just so I could give you all a five-star review. Woo, you're going above and beyond. Yes. You guys are awesome, and listening to the pod not only is a fun trip down memory lane, but your charisma and charm makes it feel like I'm sitting down with three of my old friends talking about the shows and things we grew up with. I love the fan theory section that shows up. I love that you guys are informed without being pretentious. <laughs> Going to use the most overused phrase in podcast reviews, Thank you, and keep up the great content. Hey, hey, man. Thanks a bunch. Pretty nice. Oh, sorry. P.S. As a kid, the badge episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark scarred me for years. Ooh, yeah. I'm 36 now and enjoy horror movies, so I decided to go back and watch it. Still scary. Wow. Oh. Okay, I'm going to have to go check that one out again. That was the one that AJ was raving about back from the Are You Afraid of the Dark episode. Badge and the Vampire Hospital one. <laughs> yeah. Night Shift. The Night oh, Shift. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Too spooky. Thanks, man. That's uh, really nice of you to say. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. And, and also, uh, if you don't want to be over man and above. Man or woman, I don't know. We don't know. Niche. It could be Nicole. We yeah. don't know. Yeah. If you don't want to go above and beyond like this last user did where you're downloading the Apple Podcast app just to give us a review, Amazing. you can also do it on Facebook. Facebook, uh, Joel Schneider. I'm currently listening to Harry and the Hendersons, and I've got to say, you three are killing the 80s, 90s movies and TV reviews. I look forward to seeing each new episode. It has become a part of my Wednesday morning routine. Keep up the good work. Your number two staff pick, second hey, only to Dane. That's he right. Was, Joel, Joel was our second Patreon wow. before we even knew if people were going to like us. I recognize that name. I yeah. see you out there. I seen you. I see you shaking that ass, man. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, leave, leave us those reviews. It really does mean a lot to us and Thanks, speaking Joel. of Appreciate patreon it. you can join ours just like joel did you can get on there tons of amazing perks to to show your support for us you can vote on upcoming movie topics like people did today mm -hmm. uh, and you get access to the weekly episode uh, that we record just for patreon members patreon.com backslash confused breakfast these are our favorite people would you like to hear them yes. dane joel 
Joel. There he is. Hey. There he is. Tony B, Jordan, Nick Marula, Alicia, Camden Griffith, Francisco Rivera, Cameron J, Kirlana, Big Big Andy, Bud Larson, Anita Richard, Travis Hunziker, <laughs> Brian Hernandez, Nick Fulkerson, Kale James, Senior Frog, Mr. and Mrs. Roommate, Greg Jackson, Jason Davis, Daniel Skaggs, Emilio Perez, Skylar Brunson, Jordan Hooten, Brenna Meisner, Willie Cox the third, Janelle Lewis, and Joseph Thomas. What? <laughs> Wow, that list. That is we may have long. to revamp the Patreon. <laughs> We're gonna have to like have a like a title or like a title scroll instead of saying. And I don't know how that's even gonna yeah. work. We need to do like the thing like like where they do the fine print at the end of like <laughs> medical <laughs> commercials. Yeah, medical we should hire the guy to just read them <laughs> off really fast. We we absolutely love you guys on Patreon. We hope uh, we hope you are enjoying the extra content we're yeah. giving you. If you want to check it out, go there. But last and but not least, before we get into this. You're going to really like this. So we do have a voicemail uh, that you can call. It's 319-804-9596. People have been calling. They've been leaving messages. But I got a special one for you today. Um, This is actually Danny Tamborelli and Michael C. Morona, Pete and Pete themselves with a special message. Let's listen to it. Mike, are you ever confused when you run into another guy named Mike, especially when you're eating breakfast? Yes. Yes, I am. Uh, (laughs) It's an extremely common name, and it happens all the time. Huh. Thank you for asking, Danny. Well, I'm only asking because this guy, Mike Schultz, has a podcast called the Confused Breakfast Podcast. And the uh, what's the name of Mike Schultz's podcast again? Um, it's confusing, but it's called the Confused Breakfast Podcast. Uh-huh. So if you're getting tuna fish sandwiches and bacon and eggs confused, <laughs> this is the podcast for you. Might be something you want to check out. Mike Schultz. Breakfast is confusing. No, 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 no. That was confusing. You said it wrong. The confused, a breakfast, a podcast. Now, not an Italian. Okay. Those fine young gentlemen. Oh, wow. <clears throat> they have okay. So backstory here, right? Yes, they I know have. This show. They have an amazing podcast yeah. called "The Adventures of Danny and Mike." Have you listened to it? It's on uh, LPN Network. It's the last podcast. Uh, yes, on, it's my favorite podcast, and they're they're on that network. It, it is so great. I've been listening to them for a long time, and I recently signed up to be a Patreon member. Oh, nice. And I'm like, I just really like these guys. I want to support them. And so I was chatting back and forth with them about some of the perks. They're like, Oh, you, we can mail this to you. <laughs> and so I let them know about the podcast, and they were really into the idea and they wanted to leave us a funny voicemail intro type thing so they did that um and obviously they got my last name wrong but that (laughs) a lot of people say my last name wrong if you don't hear it in person like schultz yeah well that's how it is but they've since and this was about a month ago uh, or so and they said that they're enjoying the podcast and actually pumped to hear the episode oh cool so these dudes are amazing uh obviously if you're here because of pete and pete you got to support these guys they're incredible their podcast is amazing the adventures of danny and mike uh tons of nostalgia Pete and Pete cameos and stuff oh, like man. that. It's amazing. So huge backlog. Go check them out. Um, and we we appreciate those guys. That's uh, awesome. Leaving us a little voicemail. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> Thank you guys. Amazing. I am. Uh, I'm considering me starstruck. Yeah. Wow. I, I feel like there's so much more pressure now. On, on like, <laughs> you, you're, you picture them listening to this yeah, episode. I'm going, like, I'm like, oh yeah, god, okay, I gotta I double gotta, check my notes. Okay, okay. <laughs> if Danny Tamborelli is actually listening to this, I would like to say that I enjoyed your spots on uh, the Roundtable of Gentlemen podcast way back in the day. So, there it is. Um, and anybody who listens to Roundtable of Gentlemen, so cool. Well, let's let's dive in. So, a uh, question for you guys: Did you watch the Adventures of Pete and Pete as kids? Yes, you did. I did not. Sean, you did not. I did not. What what it was it just you just didn't watch the Nickelodeon era type stuff or you just didn't get into the show? I don't know. I I've never seen it and I never like kind of I mean I knew it existed and I knew like the it was in the zeitgeist of of Nickelodeon 90s nostalgia. But uh, yeah, just it was. I think it was mostly just like cartoons for me, and, okay. and like Are You Afraid of the Dark and the after school stuff. What about so you did watch this, AJ? Oh yeah, yeah. W- were you a fan of it? Like, was it a big, big, awesome show for you? You know, it was. It was one that I I watched uh, because it was uh, on Nickelodeon, ex- like specifically, yeah. and I was like, oh, so it must be for kids. It must be for me. And like, <laughs> there are times that I like loved it, and then there were other times I was like, I don't want to watch Pete and Pete right now. <laughs> I wanted to watch cartoons or something. And and so, but the biggest thing for me about Pete and Pete and what I realized now rewatching it a little bit was how how they take the things that you think about as a kid and how how big everything yes. seems to mm-hmm. you and how over the top and, and how surreal life feels yes. to you as a kid. And that is why I just love it. So, I, yes. I was a huge fan. It, it wasn't probably my favorite 
Like it was top, top three, top right. five shows, you know, but I was like, salute your shorts yeah. and hey, dude, it's like, yeah, these are my shows. <laughs> yeah. But like Pete and Pete was always a good one to watch, but right. I didn't go completely out of my way to watch it. But the crazy thing is, is like going back now, which is what we're going to do here is, is now we're watching it as adults. Like did, did it hold up kind of thing? Yeah. It was so much deeper than all these other shows. Like totally. getting older and going back to watch this hits completely different oh, yeah. than salute your shorts. And Hey dude does <laughs> so salute your shorts. And Hey dude are the three ninjas. Right. And then <laughs> Pete and Pete is the breakfast club, right? Yeah, I think it's so. Where they, they actually get better with time where yeah. some of these other ones are like, nah, that didn't, that's not as cool as I remember it. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is. Like the other, like "Hey, dude" is a lot of like slapstick and like, oh no, all these pies <laughs> fell on me. Dang it! No, all I'm riding the horse. It. And, damn, dang it! And so it's very true. <laughs> that's like what it was, and it's just like <laughs> while he's wiping cream out of his eyes. <laughs> he's at it again. <laughs> oh, dang it! And <laughs> <laughs> but this, you're right though. This, this, this is more is like that. this hits it's, you on an emotional level. Yeah, on some it definitely does. <laughs> it does. You, you nailed it. Like, I mean, this is uh, Mike lent us some DVDs of this uh, to uh, just rewatch and everything like that. And I think you can watch them a lot of them on YouTube, oh, which is cool. Yeah, you can definitely see most of them on YouTube. I think. But. Yeah, but uh, go, I mean, watching this was just like a surreal kind of experience, as well as like the show being extremely surreal. Like yeah. dealing with like what how you said like. Um, kid situations blown out of proportion like because yeah. it's it's like you're seeing these things that may be minimal to these characters yeah. explode in their head it's like you're seeing it through their head and it's yeah. so great i mean like yeah all the all the surreal moments was i was just kind of taken aback by yeah. it like, fuck this is impressive i loved it well let's let's break it down like we like to do let's let's talk about the history sean did a little research yeah. like, let's get let's bring everybody back up to speed on the history of the show cool yeah so i mean i got i got really into this um so the show created by Will McCrobb and Chris Viscardi started as a mini uh, a minute long shorts that would air on Nickelodeon as interstitials, which are short programming that would be in between main programming yeah. in, in wow. 1989. And they were really young in those. So oh, yeah, I, I didn't get to get a chance to see any of those, but like, yeah, it's it's got to be it's like the uh, Prometheus and Bob kind of thing. Yeah. If, if you know that, uh, it would just like in in between. Uh, like main shows, they would have these these just like shorts, that, and and they got really popular. And so, from the popularity of that, Nickelodeon ordered five half hour specials that were made, followed by a regular half hour series that ran for three seasons from 1993 to 1996. So yeah, 19 a, a idea birth in 1989, yeah. just going. I mean, having a gestation period for that long, it's kind of cool. The show follows two brothers, both named Pete, who take skewed points of view of the often surreal events going on in their hometown of Wellsville. Big Pete is the voice of, of reason for the odd people around him, while Little Pete often struggles against authority figures and other adults. Through it all, despite their differences, the brothers are best friends. Yeah. So we got starring Michael C. Morona as older Pete, Danny Tamborelli as little Pete, Judy Graef as mom, uh, Hardy Rawls yep. as dad. He's great. Uh, Allison Finelli as Ellen, Toby Huss as Artie, Damian Young as Bus Driver Stu, and Aaron Schwartz <laughs> as Clem, as along with so many other. Yeah, we'll uh, get into the cameos. Yeah, so many other cameos <laughs> and characters that that just kind of fill fill out this town and fill out this show and make it kind of what it is. So. Well, let, so let's talk about the characters then. Let's let's bring them back to life. AJ, you were you were doing some research about the main character, like that main yeah. cast and the in the the good people, the protagonists, the, right? The main core, yes, and and it's. It's just really based around the family and a couple externals there. Mm -hmm. um, but you have Big Pete, Michael Morona. Um, I love Michael Morona, yeah, by the he's way. Fantastic. He does. I'm just going to say that in case you're listening. Um, even, uh, even <laughs> what's, what's the movie that we're big fans of? Hackers. Slackers. Slackers. Slackers is one of my yeah, favorites. Once you so watch good. where you're going, you skanky ass <laughs> biatch. <laughs> but to stop to so, stop you on yeah. Michael Morona, like yeah. he's a really great actor. Oh, he's wonderful. He's so good in this show. I love how he he's doing the monologues and, yeah. and, and the, the, the words he's saying and the flow of it is just yeah. fantastic. After a while, like especially the voiceover and stuff like that, I'm just like, I want him to narrate my life. I know. Yeah, fuck Morgan Freeman. I want Michael <laughs> yeah, C. Morona to narrate <laughs> I, my life. I got so comfortable and used to it. Like, I, I want that. 
It's it's the way he explains things. He is. He's the main narrator. Now other characters do narrate here and yeah, there, yeah. Like, which is which is kind of cool. It's a nice little departure every the show's now and again. So playful, but, man. But mm-hmm. but he is he is like I love it. Like the episodes that start out with him talking to the camera, even kind of explaining to you. Do you ever remember as a kid like when this yep. would happen? And I was just like, God, yes, I yes, do. I do. <laughs> You're right. Um, and so, but yeah, he he is. He's he's really kind of like the level head mm-hmm. in the show. He's he's the ground right yep. but he has his own problems he's he's like i i love his pro- his problems do seem so real <laughs> with girls or driving or or being like popular being popular school. bullies and like like guys that you just don't get along with and stuff like that being I, the cart boy or the golf boy yes. or golf boy. <laughs> range boy, range boy that's it. i really do like him and then you have uh, uh little pete uh who's danny tamborelli which uh just his his chops as like a kid actor mm-hmm. to me was phenomenal, uh, amazing. Um, and so usually we like to throw those people out, but yeah. we we hate kid actors. <laughs> yeah. we Can we replace Danny Tamborelli in every movie in with Santa kids? Claus? Just, in Santa just, Claus, just in Three there. Ninjas, it would have. If Danny Tamborelli was in Santa Claus and was Charlie. That's probably the best movie of all Dude, time. Dude, I just thought of when you said Three Ninos, I'm like, that's a fucking great movie. Oh, man. If Danny Tamborelli, because no, we keep Tum Tum. We like Tum Tum. Yeah, like yeah. So we replace, we, okay, ready? Michael C. Morona's Rocky. Yes. yes. Uh, and Danny Tamborelli is Colt. Yes. And then Tum Tum is Tum Tum. I love it. I, I think, think we're perfect. good. I, I love that movie. Way better Remake idea. that. Yeah. And then uh, Pat Morales. <laughs> <laughs> I will spit my beer out. <laughs> Right, sorry, <laughs> move along. Uh, but no, uh, he. I love the the great thing about the contrast. Now, um, Little Pete is four years younger than Big Pete. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why they have the same name. I've never I never heard that in the in the show. Maybe one of you guys did or something. But I love how him being so much or just that much younger. But everything that he does is like the surreal end of this show. Yeah. And like all the problems are wild. He has his own like random radio station. <laughs> W-A-R-T. <laughs> the war. <laughs> oh, and like everything he does is, is like blown out of proportion. Like, uh, it's it's just that's the only way I can really describe it, I guess. There it's, was there was moments in the show where I'm like, I I kind of pre- I predicted in my head like where this could go. Like a, a yeah. certain uh like storyline. I'm like, yeah, this is probably gonna go here. And it's like, yeah, I'm I'm kind of just gonna look at my phone while I watch this. And it was like, no, it took a totally different yep. turn and then took another turn and another turn. I'm like, this is fucking great. It's really great writing. Yeah. It so honestly good. is. Well, yeah, we'll dive it's into some of the episodes, smart, yeah. but there's some incredible writing in the show. So it's good. almost like they made it for kids and adults. Yeah. Yeah, or, or they had they had the brilliance of mind of, of foresight and just knew the the kids watching the show were going to grow up like us. And yeah. like, this means a lot more to me now. The kids watching it now are probably going to start a thing called podcasts where they talk <laughs> yes. about nostalgic things. And yes. we want we want to be in the forefront of that. Yes. Two of our main characters might start one. Who knows? You never know. <laughs> I love how he he is the person in this show that the entire world is his oyster. Yes, and he can do anything he wants. As a kid, it's it's pretty miraculous. It's my world, and you're just living in it. That's right. Uh, what's funny about this about the show is that literally in the credits, they give credits to Petunia, yes, which is <laughs> so Pete's good. tattoo on his arm. You know, he's got a, and he's, yeah, got, he's got, got a big back, back tattoo, tattoo as that's well. of the ship or yeah. something like that. <laughs> there's a there's a theory they, out there, and I didn't dive deep into this that Pete is actually like an old man that they like adopted. Oh, okay. He's just an old man that just appears as a young kid. Well, yeah. What's the, what, the curious case of Benjamin? Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of <laughs> it's like he went off to war and got all these tattoos yeah. and, and he just, he's got big like potty mouth language. Yeah. That he says. It says, he, yeah, he, he says the most obnoxious things. He's, he's like the equivalent of pee drinking crap face. He's, he's <laughs> ham porter, dude. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love it. You see his big back tattoo when they go to beat up the ocean because yep. oh. they're mad because summer's ending. Even, <laughs> even yeah. things like that. Have you ever beat up the ocean before? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's it's a thing that you do. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. And, and it's like they just captured that moment yeah. of like you go and you try to beat up the ocean. You never win. No. You're never going to win that battle, okay. but you have to try. I, yeah. I want to remake Three Ninjas, but I want to call it Four Ninjas now and have Ham in there as well. Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dude. We're just going to keep adding ninjas, <laughs> I think. Uh, Petunia is the tattoo on Little Pete's forearm depicting a prone woman in a red dress. 
Petunia receives her own credit in the show's opening sequence. Um, Little Pete likes to make Petunia dance by flexing his forearm. And in the series, Petunia's origins are a mystery and a cause of, of bafflement for Big Pete. In an early Pete and Pete short, it is explained that Little Pete originally got the tattoo as a Mother's Day gift. <laughs> Infuriating his father and causing his mother to faint. Little Pete has, sec- has a second tattoo of a sailing ship on his back, although the origins of this tattoo are never explained. <laughs> That's I love so it. That's it's the great. mystical nature of the show. Like yeah. we don't even talk about that. Well, even yep. right off the bat, too, when when they when they have uh, a character of a tattoo as one of the main like title <laughs> yeah. cards, is like you know what you're getting yourself into, yep. you know, and like Very mom's funny. plate too. Mom's so yeah, which sure is we'll coming up. Uh, first, we got to talk about mom though. Yeah, uh, Joyce Wrigley. Uh, hello, Joyce. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Judy Gra- <laughs> Graf. Uh, Graf. Um, uh, Pete's mother usually just called mom. Uh, I love that they just, yeah. it's just mom. Yep. Mom and it, dad. It's the kid's That's world. It. It's, it's all surreal. Yep. Uh, also tends to be more reasonable than her husband, which we'll get to shortly. Um, and is usually like compromising and actually trying to like help their sons. Yes. Her sons like, like get, get done with their crazy things mm-hmm. that they're doing. Um, mom's plate. Yeah. Mom has a metal plate in her head and she tries to get radio frequencies and (laughs) tune things in. And like the plate in Joyce's head, which like Petunia gets its own opening credit via an (laughs) X-ray. It can pick up radio stations. And in the case of Little Pete's radio station, Wart uh, can also broadcast them. Uh, Though it is stated that Joyce got the plate due to a childhood accident, the nature of the accident is never explained. We don't need to know. That's right. Uh, Don, Don Wrigley, dad. It's just dad. Even even in a moment like when he's talking with his their grandpa. (laughs) Yep. And he's like he's like my name's it's not Spunky. Okay, it's my name's Dad. Okay, (laughs) Spunky. Spunky. (laughs) Drink that. It's milk. <laughs> AJ with the fucking he's, voices. He Jesus. Just got some. <laughs> I just love his voice so much. I'm sorry. Um, uh, known as dad, he he is like most quintessential, right? So um, he's the guy who uses the metal detector on the beach. Uh, he's a we, 90s dad. He's a 90s yes. dad. He wears he wears <laughs> shoes with socks and shorts and like white to high socks and stuff. Um, New ex- balance. Yes. yes. <laughs> Extremely competitive uh, against basically everyone, including <laughs> yes. his sons. Um, his For the things that don't matter, he's and, very competitive. Yeah. That's and, 90s dad. Yeah. Um, he's super passionate about his lawn care, bowling, fishing. <laughs> Uh, and particularly for old Bob, a legendary striped bass. Yep, yep. <laughs> um, the last couple I think that are worth mentioning would be Ellen. Um, yep. Ellen's I think a big part. She's a big part of this, and she's kind of got that love interest with Big Big Pete. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that a little it, bit. It's that perfect. Everybody kind of grew up with a neighborhood girl mm-hmm. that yeah. you were just friends, and then all of a sudden, like the the preteens and the hormones teens. started. Yeah, hor- and you go, wait, yeah. do I? Wait, what is second. this? Are we supposed to kiss? <laughs> I, I don't know. So that it's a perfectly played out scenario in this show that there's a, a very good friend that they're great friends, but then they will touch on those. Mm-hmm. There's a couple great episodes we'll talk yeah. about later where they'll they'll think they're more than that, and, right? And their their relationship isn't focused on that, yeah. which I really like. It's mostly just them being friends and yeah. like being like uh, cohorts together. And I I, yeah. I really like. It wasn't like oh um, I have girl problems this episode you know it was it was mostly just like just them as pals yeah she's she's great because she does have her own little like weird quirks and stuff like that too and I love how like she'll be like a go-between for the Pete sometimes (laughs) and then she's like really big into like Greek wrestling (laughs) I don't know it's just really weird Uh, but and then last but not least you have Artie the strongest man Mm -hmm. in the world and uh He's, and he was only he was, so he was only on there for two seasons. Yeah. Oh, really? And then there was a two part uh, uh, emotional goodbye, goodbye farewell, yeah. my little Viking, uh, where he left. Oh, to, wow. To to go be a superhero for another kid. Yeah. You know, like wow. like I've raised you, little Pete, and I'm moving on. Right. I I lo- let, let's talk about Artie because I, right. I wonder if there's any differing opinions. I think I think Toby Huss is amazing, <laughs> and I think the the things he, he makes me laugh out loud. Some of the some of the movements that he makes, like when he goes sideways yeah. on the football, <laughs> yeah. which can't be easy. Holy no. shit, dude! 
And just the way the the things he does, like when when it's the the Nightcrawler episode and he's dancing to the Krebstar radio, like I mean that, that's a that's a kind of a tough part to play, right? You're yeah. wearing this weird outfit and the tight pants, you know. Yeah. You can you can see some ween in you there can. every once in a while. You can hear yeah. in there. I'm just like get away from that child. Yeah, it's weird that you're still around him. I I love it, but I wonder how that like you. I wonder if you could do that today. Does that yeah. feel weird? Like if a show came out today and there's just this guy. Who's a superhero with? I think it'd be kids. hard to do. I think it, like Toby Huss. Like when I watched this, when I started watching this show, yeah. I had never seen it before. I texted our, <laughs> yes, our text group, and I was very angry with <laughs> with Artie. <laughs> well, um, yeah, th- th- like for again for preface, you've ne- you'd never seen this. I've before, never seen and now it. Now you're in your thirties, going, wait, what the hell? <laughs> he he kind of got under my nerves at first, and then I started warming up to him. Yeah, I got to be honest. Like it was just like. It was just like the the character your your dumb friend would do in in middle school, you know. And it's just like, yeah, he's still doing that, you know. He's, he's still he's, doing that. He's character. still acting like Ace Ventura or something <laughs> like that, you know. But uh, I read, I I kind of delved into it because I wanted to, because I loved everything about this show except him at first, and I delved into it a little bit, and I I recognize him in so many like indie movies yeah. that I love, and he's great, and he's in the new or he's in the. Halloween remake. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, <clears throat> big movies and little movies here and there, like uh. uh James Franco's uh, brother's directorial debut, The Rental. He's in that, and he's really good in that. Yeah, just a great actor. But I, I delved into his, his history a little bit, and I he's, I read that he created this character in Iowa City, what? where where uh, we are kind of right next to. He he. It was like a a theater troupe that he was in, and he created Artie in this uh, uh, theater. Yeah, and uh, I think he just kind of auditioned with these guys to be on the show and he just did that character and like just and do that. Yes, you're in. Um so yeah, it, it got a, it got on my nerves at first, but I I kind of warmed up yeah. to already. I got it. I got yeah. a, I got to admit. It's obnoxious because you you want to keep thinking every now and again he shows you how he is the strongest man in the world. <laughs> but like most of the other time, like some of his some of his credentials, right? <laughs> <laughs> he can skip rocks, skip stones on Neptune. <laughs> Like so, he can't prove that. No, nobody can prove that. No, I can do that. I swear. Uh, he can move an entire house by an inch. <laughs> like maybe again. I guess like uh, maybe that's the thing. Like I don't know. And then uh, he, he can uh, he turned turn Hathead into a jack o' lantern and hit a golf ball three hundred thousand and three yards among Rage other feet. Three yards. <laughs> So, like, but then you have these, like, really random moments where he help, tries to, like, help deliver newspapers, for, <laughs> and he, like, smokes the dude in the chest. With it. <laughs> I don't know. Just little things like that. It's really funny to me. So, so yeah. So, you've got your main cast there, but then you've obviously got, you've got the enemies, the the pro, t- or the antagonists, right? Yes. Uh, a couple of those. The, the main one, like, the main dude that everybody remembers is Endless Mike Hellstrom. He seems to be, like... The bully that everybody remembers. I th- I'm pretty sure he was probably in the most episodes. Uh, Endless Mike was mortal enemies with Big Pete. He was he was an older kid, so he always messed around with the high school guys. I read that uh, Endless Mike. Um, they th- they think his nickname came from the fact that he just kept failing high school. <laughs> so it was just Endless Mike. So he's, like he's, he's just, a Ben Affleck. He, he, he's, he is right. Uh, then you had a couple other ones. You had uh, you had a guy named Hathead. Hathead. <laughs> Which yeah. I I don't remember too much. Which I got I got to mention. Sorry, Rick, uh, Rick Gomez as uh, Endless Mike. Yeah, he's a prolific actor nowadays. Really? As well. Yeah, he's uh, in a Band of Brothers miniseries. No which shit. Which is a really fucking great miniseries. But sorry, go ahead. Well, no. The one thing to point out is everybody in this show does a really good job. Yeah, and they all kind of moved on to do some yeah. pretty fucking cool things. Yeah. Uh, so so then you had you had Open Face. Open which, face, <laughs> which they called him open face because he likes open, open face, face sandwiches. sandwiches. <laughs> and he, he, okay, <laughs> which is okay. I, I'm, I'm always I'm with you. Open face sandwiches, and he's making them with weird ingredients like pickled <laughs> uh, eggs or something like that. And like they just, it's like bad stuff. It's like yes. gross stuff. <laughs> and you had, uh, of course, you had Fran Pitstain Jones. Pitstain. Pitstain was Little Pete's primary enemy in season three. He has a glandular disorder that gives him huge smelly armpit stains. <laughs> Little Pete gave him the nickname, which was quickly adopted by everyone in school, including the teachers. I mean, probably can't do that nowadays. <laughs> no. But uh, so it caused Pitstain to swear revenge against Little Pete. And so that was a big, uh, big enemy there. And then you had another one. Remember, remember Paper Cut? Paper Cut. <laughs> <laughs> Paper Cut was 
a boy who grew up in a copy shop. He is covered with lacerations and scars from paper cuts. Paper cut can fold paper into hundreds of origami shapes, including makeshift weapons. Paper cut enjoyed making life miserable for helpless students by forcing them to throw rock when playing rock, paper, scissors. Because right. he's like, paper covers rock. And yeah. he would slice them up with like origami yeah, paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he forced them to do that. And then, and then little Pete comes back and... No. What? Yeah, little Pete comes back and he's like, he's "I'm like, not doing it. I'm not doing it." And he <laughs> then he throws something else, like it's like molten like, or something, molten rock bomb yeah. or something. <laughs> it's like, it's like, what the hell is that? <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Sorry, but then oh, so those were some of the enemies. Now we got to talk about the guest appearances. Like, it's unbelievable how many people uh, were in this show just for cameo. It's almost yeah. like. Uh, what what's like a really popular show nowadays where people just want to be cameos in it? You know, like yeah. it, it's kind of what this was almost where these it was people, like Friends as well too. Like everybody just starts showing Frasier, yeah. like yeah. all those sitcoms. People are like, I'll I'll be yeah. In. Yeah. like yeah, give me a role, whatever. Friends so, is definitely like that. Yeah. Listen to this. So Adam West pay, played Principal Ken Schwinger. Uh, little Pete always got in trouble with him. Phil Hickel was Steve Buscemi, yep. yeah, man. which was Buscemi. Ellen's dad. Ellen's dad. <laughs> Steve she, Buscemi. She made an action figure of him, too, yeah. of her dad, of the character Steve Buscemi's playing. It's so great. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, I mean, Iggy Pop played uh, known as dad. Jace, uh, James Mecklenburg. Iggy Pop. Iggy fucking Pop. And I, I, I read that they were just huge fans yeah. of, of uh, the Stooges and Iggy Pop. And I actually, in the show, he references the kids as he Stooges. Does multiple yes. times which was like that's awesome uh but they were just huge fans of him and, and reached out to him and they're like hey we want you want to come on the show he's like yeah i'd love to sure sounds Boom. good come on down <laughs> like just ask i'll be in a couple episodes that's the beauty of that so you're saying we can ask Iggy Pop to be on the podcast? I'm pretty nice. sure we could. Okay. Dude, to get that voice on, on one of these microphones? Amazing. Good Lord. Uh, He's couple, using yours. He's not using A <laughs> <laughs> couple more. You had uh, Selma Blair was in, an ish, uh, when it was in an episode. Drew Carey. Ellen Cleghorn, who I loved from Saturday Night Live, was Stu's yes. girlfriend, fellow <laughs> bus driver. Uh, Chris Elliott was a power... Uh, was a a uh, lineman for a power company. Yes. J- Janine Garofalo Janine. was a teacher in the X equals Y episode. Uh, William Hickey, which is Pete's grandpa, yes. showed, showed up for the bowling ball. Yes. That, of course, is uh, uh, Uncle Leo from Christmas Vacation. Yes. Yep. Amazing. LL Cool J was one of Pete's teachers. <laughs> Luscious Jackson, the band, played at the school dance. Uh, Alicia Keys was actually a student in the classroom in Tool or Die. Oh, wow. Tool and Die. BB uh, Newworth is that how you say that? Um, she it was Lilith from Cheers. Oh, okay. You know who I'm talking about? Yeah. She, she played male male lady McGinty. <laughs> Great names. <laughs> it's like show. names that AJ would come up with. <laughs> well, like Guy McGonagall. I, I, <laughs> and and they're names that you would pronounce wrong. <laughs> yes. Yes. Thank you very much. It's actually that's Guy McGonagall. Yeah. The, <laughs> Uh, J.K. Simmons was a barber. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, James Rebhorn was a neighbor. And yeah. of course, oh, wow. dad from uh, Blank Check. Yes, yeah. the dad from Blank Check, James Rebhorn. And then last but not least, uh, Michael Stipe from REM uh, was a rival ice cream man. He, he was Captain yes. Scrummy. Captain Scrummy. <laughs> Don't you want a fudge sickle? A fudge sickle? You, oh, look, yeah. you look like a fudge You look like man. a fudge sickle man. <laughs> <laughs> It's just a really gross looking fudge sickle. It really. I don't want a fudge was sickle. Was it Mr. Tasty? Was it? Was that his rival? That was the Mr. Yeah. Tasty. So that was Toby Huss as well. Yes, apparently. Yeah. Uh, cool. Well, so like, I want to chat about a couple more things. Uh, we got to talk about some episodes and, and especially the music. But before we get going, I want to tell you actually about my experience the other night. So I own all of these seasons on DVD. Which you are a rich man because these are out of print and it's like Seriously? 60 to 80 bucks to get. No these. shit. Yeah. I bought these a long time yeah. ago. Yeah. Back when DVDs were things, yep. right? <laughs> uh, so, so I own all three. I popped in one of the discs the other night just to like refresh a little bit. I've been watching these all the last couple months to get ready for this, but I had my Cedar Ridge whiskey with me, right? And I, I've been messing around making old fashions. I've been doing this for the last year. I'm using the Cedar Ridge bourbon. I'm trying to mess with my ingredients, and I feel like I either perfected it, like that was the night I perfected it, or the combination of Cedar Ridge whiskey with the Adventures of Pete and Pete was perfection because like it tasted unbelievable. I was <laughs> smiling from ear to fucking ear watching this show, just going, "Oh, Molly, Molly, can watch this part. Oh, look at look at Toby Huss. Oh, it's so good." Yeah. And like, Molly's I- like calling 911. She was. <laughs> yeah. She was. So, 
Like, I I don't know. Maybe I did perfect it, or maybe it's just the fact that Cedar Ridge Whiskey is unbelievable. They've been so great to us being a sponsor of the podcast. Um, so we really hope you'll do a favor. Check them out. Go to cedarridgewhiskey.com. If you're in Iowa or the Midwest, grab a bottle today from your local distributor or store or liquor store or whatever. If you want to order some right to your door, go to the website and browse around. Again, cedarridgewhiskey.com. I've become a pretty big whiskey snob over the years, and I hope you can actually tell in my voice that I'm not lying. Like <laughs> so I true. really fucking love <laughs> their whiskey. It's I doing think a it's, number on your vocal cords. So do you, gotta be do you feel it? Yeah. It's sultry, right? Yeah, I do. <laughs> you can feel it. Bro. You can taste the whiskey. <laughs> but down, but down. honestly, it is some of the best whiskey I've ever had. So go check them out. Drink responsibly. Head over to CedarRidgeWhiskey.com. Cedar Ridge Whiskey. Cedar Ridge Hall Whiskey. Which we had, we had some Cedar Ridge whiskey last night after your uh, yes, we after did. your show. There, they brought us a, just a bottle and said, "Here's your bottle." It was great. <laughs> I, I, it, to to have a pork tornado Cedar Ridge whiskey pull yeah. is an honor. It pretty is. fun, right? It's a pretty nice thing to do. Cedar Ridge I don't whiskey. Care. Cedar Ridge uh, whiskey. All right, so let's move back in. I really, before we talk about some episodes, I want to talk about the music of this show. Yep. Because I think I I do think the writing's incredible. I think the acting is incredible. But how often are we talking about? how music and visuals come together to yep. create perfection, right? Yeah, it's so and important. And I, I really think this show achieved it. I mean, so so here's the thing. They had, there was a, a guy named Stephen Merritt that uh, he was with Magnetic Fields, the Gothic Archies, the Sixth. He made a lot of the- you know, inst- those prolific bands. Yes, yes. <laughs> Some people might <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah, know. But he made a lot of like the, the, mute, the moody, instrumental type mm-hmm. music that you hear. Um, but I think most importantly, you got to talk about a band called Polaris. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, they were like the house band of sorts. They're the band you see in the intro yep. that's playing in the lawn. Um, they and they were actually in Hard Day's Pete, yes. the, the music episode. Great episode. Yes, I'll get to that one. Um, they're fronted by a guy named Mark Mulca- Mulcahy. Mulcahy. I'm, I'm, see, being, I'm pulling a Sean. It's, it's hard. Difficult, isn't it? It's a weird name, like M U L C A H Y. How do you say that, Mulcahy? Well, Malachi. 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 I don't think it's Malachi. It, it is a Hawaiian greeting. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, you have to go. You you can listen to it on Spotify, Apple Music. There is an actual album called The Music from the Adventures of Pete and Pete. And it's all from Polaris. It's near perfection. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know how to tell it any better. I own it on vinyl. It's unbelievable. <laughs> it's like I listen to it probably once a month because... I mean, it does pull that nostalgia a bit from oh, yeah. the show, but it's really good. The music is great. Yeah, it hey, starts off with "Hey Sandy," and then "Hey Sunday." Hey Sunday. My uh, my friend's uh, <laughs> my friend's uh, girl wife that he married her her name was Kate Sandy. Oh. So he'd be like Kate Sandy, <laughs> and she didn't like that. Kate <laughs> Sandy. And then she got a dog. <laughs> but you, I mean, I think the music really makes this show what it is it perfectly pulls those emotions that they want you to pull as the show goes on it's like when i first put the because uh, they usually do like an intro of the episode first and then they do like the like introducing you to today's story or today's yep. adventure or whatever and then they they do the title sequence with, yep. with polaris and that song is just perfect like there's some there's something about this show about the tone of it that seems like it's always in fall time, dude. Yeah. And I love that about it. And and this the song "Hey Sandy" makes me feel like going on adventures with my friends, like skateboarding around in the fall time. And yeah. it it just perfectly encapsulates that. And it's it's so wonderful. It's yeah. it's a perfect opening, perfect song. It's so good. Yeah. Um, I I I played it like when I heard it, but when I when I popped in the DVD that you gave me, and it fired up with that song yep. i was immediately transported <laughs> yep. back it was amazing i was just like i was like oh my god yes i remember the song yeah and then like and then they make their cameo appearance yep. in in that episode um which sean you brought up you, you you made a post uh like the other day and you said there's nothing more heartbreaking than like mm-hmm. you you hear a song and then and then it's gone yeah. and you can't hear 
That happens in one of the episodes. They, they tackle oh. it. It's literally. Did it, you watch that I episode? Didn't, I didn't get to see that one. And, no. and I, I didn't know if you, if you were referencing. That oh, okay. At that point, and I was like, is he talking about that episode from Pete and Pete? Mm. Because that's what happens to Pete. He hears he a song. He hears a song. He's on his way. Which, which Pete? Uh, little, little Pete, Pete okay. is on. Good, good reference. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> happens to Pete. Which one? Little Pete is on his way. He's at his radio station, but he's going to be late for class, and so. Because of these series of events, like he's rushing to get to class to get to school, and he he takes a shortcut, and by taking this shortcut, he goes past a band, Polaris, garage band, okay. jamming in the ba- in oh, a garage, cool. and he hears this song, and he he's like infatuated with it, and up until this point, Little Pete had never had a favorite song, oh. he didn't care about it. Didn't and care so, about music. Didn't care about music. Didn't care about any of that. Oh, and that's then special. All of a sudden, he hears this song, and he's just like it, it, completely just taken in by it, and it, it to the point that it makes him go buy a guitar and stuff <laughs> to and try to, to recreate try to recreate it. the oh, song. Wow, cover and, band bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> idiot. <laughs> I'll never get no. you anywhere. <laughs> but what a, what, what a great <laughs> but what a great reference as a kid. Like when when you hit that that one spark. That's the way I took it. It was that one spark. And it was that it's that band. Oh, that's you know? beautiful. I'm immediately yeah. going to go home and watch that it's, episode. It's a top episode. And and again, to touch back on what you said, it, they they take these things we've all thought of, and they that that was such a big deal as a kid, and they and they turn it into something like uh, one of my favorites is the Nightcrawlers, which we talked about earlier. That's when Little Pete. It's summertime. You're out with your friends. The light, the streetlights turn on. You got to come home. It's time for bed. Yeah. And he questions that. He says, "Why do I have to go to bed?" And so he gets in this war with his mom, where he says he's going to stay up for like eight days without going <laughs> oh, to sleep. Oh, yes. Yeah, I watched and so him episode. and his friends, him and his friends stay up <laughs> and they challenge that. And and it's just it's just so cool the things that you thought were so important. Yeah. That that they just put that right into film and say say we're gonna like we're gonna explore this deeper. What would happen if I could actually stay up? See, all that night, was one right? of the that was one of the episodes where it kind of threw me. Uh, where I was like, oh well, the mom's gonna act like this. Yeah. Like, the whole episode and, and like no, he challenges her and she's like, wow, hey, hang on. You know, I was I was like, she's gonna be the authority figure yep. the whole way through the episode, but no, she, like he she did get challenged by Pete, and I was like, that's really cool yeah. because like maybe it's only happening in his mind or something, but either yeah. way, it doesn't matter to me. It doesn't it's, matter. It's so fun. The one of the another good episode, Hard Days Pete was in season one, so was Nightcrawler. Another good one was uh, Range Boy. Yeah, that's that, did you watch that one? Yeah. That's when Big Pete gets a job working at the golf <laughs> at the driving range. <laughs> and he's got to be the rain, and he doesn't is want it, anyone to see him. It's a it's a high school thing. You yeah. don't want your friends to see you working he, there, especially endless Mike. He's he's <laughs> on him. Mike. Yeah. <laughs> he does. He put on he puts on the bear costume. Yes, out there, and Isn't he's it bash the bear or something like bash that. Bash the bear, <laughs> and then Little Pete gets it like starts making merch and everything, <laughs> like like shirts. Bash the bear, or like uncover, like unmask the bear. Yes, like, whoever hits him is gonna unmask him, and that's like his nightmare. And uh, yeah, Ellen is helping him out, like trying to cope with it and everything like that. Uh, another another big one I had was um, was the one where they they try to they try to get to know Mr. Tasty. Mr. Tasty is one of the top episodes I think for most people. Is that right? Yeah, I think that's regarded as a, a top fiver in this show. Okay, I think I would I would agree with that um, because they basically Mr. Like summer hits, and this is one of those episodes where it doesn't feel like fall, and they no. really. And, and sorry to stop. Keep keep that. Like okay. Sean said, it makes you per- it makes you feel like fall. I think I think it may they really do a good job with the look of the mm. of the camera and everything mm-hmm. to to depict either summer or fall because it's basically yeah. either summer or fall. I pre- I think in this Which show is the yeah. best the, the best seasons. and in this one in particular they put this like yellow orange yes. tint to mm. the footage yes. to make it feel and hot. It, it just you just feel it so hot <laughs> so hot. And it's like Mr. Tasty comes around and saves the day, and they try to get to know Mr. Tasty. Blue tornado bars. The blue tornado <laughs> bars. By the way, I was going to ask you guys if you could take one thing from the movie, what or from the show, what would it be? Mm. Mine would be a blue tornado bar. Ooh, Why do they look so tasty? They, they look, look amazing. Really good. Um, so I, I want would, mom's plate. You want mom's plate? <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, it's kind of morbid. And her head on a plate. No. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> I'll um, take Petunia, dude. I want that tattoo. Yeah, That's, yeah. You guys are pretty fucked up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the scalp, like, cutting it off yeah, of him to like, put it on me. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I want his tattoo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is dark. Uh, 
though but the but the episode is great and like uh they they're like putting up flyers and because they basically drive mr tasty out of town yeah is what happens they try to get to by know trying him. to get by trying to get to know him and he's like no it's like no like no i'm just your kids i'm mr tasty these are popsicles this is we just have to do our this is all we this, <laughs> this is, is all we do this is the exchange that's gonna happen right and that is it and he never takes off his ice cream head Nope. He never takes off the ice cream. Because head. it was Toby Huss. Yeah. Yeah, he was playing the character. And again, it's like it's one of those things that like, oh, they're they're going everywhere. They're sending out flyers across the country and and uh Artie is running around the world really quickly with a map. <laughs> and it's just like it's obnoxious, but I love it so much. It's yeah. a great episode. Another another really good one from season two was the uh, time tunnel. Did you guys watch Time Tunnel at all? I did not. It's a it's kind of a deep episode. It's where it's where Pete finally thinks he's gonna ask out Ellen. Mm. And he thinks we're gonna be more, right? And so so it's it's weird how they intertwine all these stories. It might be my favorite episode. Little Pete is going to be a time traveler because when the clocks get set back in the fall, he feels like he's traveling back in time. He gets to relive an hour. Oh, okay. Which is a really cool way to look yeah. at it. Like, <laughs> I don't look at it that way, and now I think I feel like I want to look at it that way. <laughs> so it's this big deal to Little Pete, but Big Pete is all is more concerned with going to the movies with Ellen, and Endless Mike lends him his car and teaches him how to, like, Put the seats back so you can make your move on her. All the stupid, <laughs> shit. all the stupid shit. Fog the windows yeah. up, uh, and so obviously it doesn't go well. Big Pete ruins it with Ellen, <sighs> like ruins the friendship. But then Little Pete comes to save day. He goes, Pete, remember you get to relive this hour. You get to go back in time, fix your wrongs, and and make this right. So then Big Pete and Ellen just make up, and oh, cool, no big deal. It's just a really cool awesome magical way to look at things like that you yeah. know and yeah. that's that's the thing with the writing of this man is it just like i said it with certain things I'm like oh it's probably gonna go this way and it just takes a yeah. turn you're, and you don't realize it's just like that's so smart and that's so sweet too yeah you know it's 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 so clever it's such clever writing to just kind of twist your mind like that even today like this this show came out years and years ago you know yeah Long time ago. Long time ago, and it's it's still years, it's still like wow, that's crazy. Fresh, you know that that seems refreshing to me. Yeah, you know. Uh, the last one I had to talk about, really. I mean, there's so many great episodes. You guys should obviously go look at them. But Sean, did you watch the Halloween one? No, I didn't. There's there's <laughs> Halloweenies a, or whatever. Halloweeny. There's a re- that's a really good. Uh, Pete, lo- older Big Pete loses his Halloween spirit, and and like Little Pete is there, and the rest of the cast is there to try to bring him back. To, mm. to get the Halloween spirit oh, back, hell yeah. which is a big deal. Obviously, me and you are big Halloween uh-huh. guys, and it, <laughs> it got me immediately into the mood for Halloween, oh, watching fuck. this go, oh, this is so good. Dude, I stopped at uh, a Come and Go today, a gas station in Iowa, um, and they had their like trick-or-treat candy like station already Are put ready. up. I'm like, what in the fuck is going on? But I'm still like, that's cool. Cool. <laughs> There's one episode that I I remember. There's a, there's a couple like Inspector Thirty Four. That's a great one. That was a really good one. The guy who inspects underwear. Yep. yep. And he's like a hero <laughs> to Little Pete. <laughs> he writes them every day. What's his, what's the what's the uh, brand called? Creb of the Loom. So yeah. So everything's Creb. It's like this company that owns everything and makes is Creb Star Two Thousand. Creb of the Loom. Yeah. It's like it's they're like the Amazon. They yeah. own everything. <laughs> Which is also cool about the show, too, because it's a fictional town, and everything's like, it's all just in its own world, and that's really cool about it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just thought that was a really cool, and I like... He's he's like a hero, but he's like a perfectionist. So like, yeah. but it, it's like it kind of kind of gives you a little bit towards like uh, some mental health stuff. Even I think what's the one? There's one that is specifically a reference to Stand by Me, though. Really? Um, mm. Yeah, and it's it is a. Uh, I'm gonna find this real quick. Yeah, because that's I'll, perfect for next it, week. It's perfect because next week we're talking Stand By Me. You bet. Uh, there was also one called The Call, uh, where the mysterious phone booth rings. Yeah, it always rings. It gives you, the, it's just this weird oh, mystical cool. thing. This phone booth just rings and everybody goes crazy from hearing it. <laughs> so finally, of course, someone actually answers it and turns out it, it's a guy from high school that liked mom. And, oh, d- and wow. didn't know how to contact her, so he just kept the phone ringing, Jeez. hoping that she would walk by and answer the phone call. It's just like a, wow. a really wow. weird, cool, mystical story type thing, you know? <laughs> yes. uh, it's called The Good, 
the bad and the lucky is it's an episode that is a parody of Stand By Me. What? And and so I'll read I'll read it to you. Little Pete's lucky penny runs out of oh, luck yes, one day. I remember that. So he, Nona, Monica, and Wayne set out on a journey to recharge it by letting the Midnight Express run it over. Pit stain, Little Pete's arch nemesis, and his henchmen, hairnet and drawstring. <laughs> <laughs> Catches on and tails them, and Pete is forced to battle Pitstain without the power of his lucky penny. Oh, and it man. gets it, it, it's they he's got to let it get run over by the. Did you guys ever yeah, do that? Oh, when I, you I were remember kid? that. Yeah, crush pennies. Yeah, yeah. The, and you you set them on the train track, and it was super dangerous because they could shoot out. <laughs> and stuff. But um, I was always nervous the train was going to derail, and it was yeah, my fault. No kidding. <laughs> From a penny. Um, but but I remember that one very distinctly, and like, and I remember kind of feeling that reference to Stand by Me. I was mm, like, yeah, it was it was pretty clear, like when he's like at the train at the train tracks and stuff, and reaching for his penny, and yeah. so it doesn't get, but it gets run over. Oh, cool! And so, yeah, amazing. Hell yeah. Well, the final thoughts for me, um, honestly, this show completely stands the ten, the t- the test of time. <laughs> I had a long night last night. <laughs> it, it was honestly, it was great storytelling. It was, it's weird. It's unique. It's wonderful. Uh, it's v- extremely emotional. Uh, I, I actually read this somewhere. So it, it had the, it had the four elements, right? It was funny. It was sad. It was strange. It was beautiful. Mm. Uh, like it just, it, that yeah. maybe that's why the Polaris soundtrack means so much to me is that it just, puts me in a right frame of mind to think like whatever you know like yeah. we're gonna get through this things are gonna be all right we're we're gonna we got this we're gonna handle it everything's gonna be all right we're gonna move on to the next one yes yeah i, for, I love the show for me watch, watching it for the first time and uh saying its praises throughout the show I, I just can't say enough about it it's kind of i think it's going to become like my my comfort show now yeah. like it's just i'm gonna just go to bed watching a couple episodes or something yeah. like that like it's it's it feels so like like a warm like flannel in in fall time to me like that's i love that about it um yeah all the characters are so fucking good and <laughs> and i love i love how the whole town is in on it mostly like yeah Stu the bus driver was just like <laughs> Stu a, benedict an, Stu benedict an ancillary character who's just like a, is in almost every episode yeah. you know it's that's so cool about it um it's a it's a weird show and i'm so glad i got to watch it for this for the first time oh yeah man like I say, this it just encapsulates so well of what how how your world was your world as a kid. Like and that world was probably just you you rode the same way to school, you went to the same places. That was what your world was. And it was very almost linear mm-hmm. um for like what you did as a kid. Um and then you start to f- discover that things are not linear and you can break off. Yeah. yeah. And this that's what the show is like all about to me. And I, I love I love the way it makes me feel. It's like what you said, Sean. It's like a, it's like a, a like a flannel in fall or something. It it's shot and reminds me a lot of like uh, just like Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it feels and stuff. Um, so I I don't know. I love the show and and it was really really fun to revisit the episodes that I did. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, if you want to buy my DVD set <laughs> off me, um, current price is one thousand dollars. Apparently, <laughs> got an eBay bidding war going on right now. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, I don't think it's on any streaming devices. So I think you got a YouTube or yeah. you just gotta try your best to find it. But uh, we're glad you're here. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh, next Wednesday. We're back to movies. We're tackling another quintessential kind of summer movie of the eighties. Oh yeah, because it is summer. Yep, we've got to enjoy it while we have it. We're, we're going. It's it's summer. Summer of the summer with the boys. Summer with the boys. Stand by me. Yes. So uh, check that out. Make sure you get us on the Facebooks and all that, and the TikTokers. Uh, the TikTokers. We've been getting a lot of hate lately. <laughs> hey, all right, because <laughs> we we don't say things correctly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I said uh, Robert Trulio. Uh, with the bass player for Metallica, it's Robert Trujillo. 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 Yeah, so I got a lot of hate on mm-hmm. that one. So, I mean, just if you enjoy watching us just not only get tons of views and followers, <laughs> but also just get shit on, yeah. Oh, yeah. join us on TikTok. Place to be. I make sure to go and like all those comments. I do too. Yeah. <laughs> I like to start, I like to like, like go back and forth with them when I can, when I find them, <laughs> yeah. just, to, just to cause more bullshit. Oh, it's so good. And, and, and of course, we got a voicemail. Leave us a voicemail. 319-804-9596. Uh, you guys want to tell them where to find you at? Yeah, I can. You can find me at uh, Sean Pryor two three seven on Instagram and TikTok, and uh, get at me on Letterbox if you uh, are a nerd. Letterbox yeah. nerds. 
nerds, go find Sean. You can find me anywhere. A-J-A-Y-V-E-N-S, A-J Vans, anywhere on social media. All I'm going to say is go to our website and buy some merch. Hey, that's all I'm going to say. Confusedbreakfast.com. We will see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.